Hi, this is Chris from Chris Betts Verses. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, if you're considering donating, I would obviously appreciate it. It's uh, there's you know there's no uh, there's no Joe Rogan money going here, so anything you can give is incredibly appreciated. It'll all either go to better equipment or whiskey. Both improve my life immeasurably. So thank you again for listening. Uh, I hope that you're well. Keep enjoying it. Take care. Hi, welcome to the first episode of the Chris Betts Versus Podcast. Uh, this is a version of a live show I've done for a few years now called Chris Betts Versus the Audience, where I will argue the opposite of anything anyone says, and then the audience and I debate it out. It's a game where we can debate kind of anything, no matter how serious or ridiculous, without you know tempers flaring or people storming out. It's just good, wholesome, difficult fun. So what I wanted to do was, since the live comedy scene doesn't look like it's coming back anytime soon, and I missed playing my game, I thought that I would start doing it online and play against you know, either members of the public, which I'll be doing once a month with uh, ticketed shows where you can come on and argue against me, as this episode is, or the rest of the month, I'll be doing uh, once a week one-on-one -on -one arguments with some of my favorite comedians. So like the next one I'll be doing on November 1st, which you'll be able to live stream. That's uh, this Sunday when this is coming out against Jamali Maddox, who is uh, fantastic and a good and surprisingly old friend of mine. I didn't realize I've known him for almost like 10 years now, but uh, Jamali's great. So it's going to be him and I arguing against each other with uh, Max White, who's a fantastic uh, New York comedian, going to be judging who argues best, not who's right. Very important caveat of Chris Best versus it's not about being right. It's about winning. And so, yeah, so basically I have taken it onto Zoom. This episode was recorded on October 25th, 2020. And I had Pierre Novelli coming in as the judge, a good friend of mine and an excellent comedian. If you get a chance to see Pierre, definitely take it. And also listen to his podcast, Bud Pod with Phil Wang. It is the silliest hour of the week. As for the show, it worked really well. Actually, I'm really happy with it. There, was, there were a couple... You know, glitches that I'm not used to from doing a show live as opposed to doing it on Zoom. Like, I, I instinctively ask people to cheer and applaud, which on Zoom doesn't work out very well because uh, the algorithm doesn't know who to spotlight and doesn't know which audio track to let through. So I probably won't be doing that in future ones, but, you know, lesson learned. And it was, but it was really fun. We had uh, covered a bunch of topics there was a polygamy, uh, not visiting your grandmother on her deathbed, unnecessary surgeries, and a bunch more great fun stuff. Uh, we had a we had an awesome audience in. It was full of people. There were people uh, that were playing from Canada, uh, Holland, the UK, South Africa, and a bunch more. It was really nice. I think there were some Greeks in there. So it was a really nice sort of broad game, a lot of variety of input, which was really fun. If you want to play this game in the future, uh, go to my website. That's thechrisbets.com. And I'll have tickets up there under my upcoming gigs area. And if you just want to watch, uh, you can live stream it. It'll be broadcasting on my YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook page as well as Twitch, which I am. I'm really only on for this. I don't. I, I play video games, but mostly so I can be alone. So <laughs> I always said if I wanted to meet people, I'd play sports. Also, if you want to sign up to my Patreon, you can do that. It's Patreon.com/slash. Mr. Chris Betts, that's Mr. Chris Betts. There's going to be extra content. Uh, you get early access to episodes as well as uh, extra episodes. Like after we played the game, Pierre and I sat down and we had a nice chat. 
where we sort of talked about the differences between doing this on Zoom versus live. We talked about how the show went. Uh, we talked about retraining because uh, the British government has told us basically to stop doing our jobs and find new ones. And we figured we would be best as lawyers. So we talk about how we would be as lawyers, which uh, uh, I used to think I would be a good lawyer. But after talking to Pierre about it, I'm no longer convinced. <laughs> So anyways, that about covers it. Again, there's one thing that I, I, I want to make clear, and I do this at the live shows as well, is if you haven't seen the show before, you haven't played it, just know that I don't mean anything that I say. So just don't tweet me, okay? This is the, the whole point of the game is to say things that you don't mean to try to win an argument. If you do want to tweet something, feel free if you're listening and you, you think of an argument that you can't believe the audience didn't make, tweet that at me. I'd love to have it out there. I think that sounds really fun. But otherwise... Just sit back and enjoy the game. I think that pretty much covers everything. So we're going to get into the very first online version of Chris Betts versus the audience. Have fun, guys. So what we're going to do is with the first round, you get to choose between one of two sort of areas that we can argue within. The first one is called get out of here. Get out of here is uh, it's just something that we don't need anymore. It's 2020. Get out of here. And the other is shouldn't be a crime. Shouldn't be a crime is very simple. It's where you tell me something that is illegal that you think shouldn't be or vice versa. So uh, we do everything by cheer method here on Chris Betts versus the audience. So guys, on three, give me a cheer if you want to do get out of here. One, two, three. Woo. Get out of here. <laughs> not, not a very popular topic. That's good to know for future shows. Uh, so I'm expecting a lot on this one. Uh, give me a cheer for shouldn't be a crime. One, two, three. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was lackluster, but I'll take it. Uh, so, all right. So it is shouldn't be a crime. So we're going to start the clock. We got ten minutes, and one, two, three. Shouldn't be a crime. What do you got, guys? It starts with you. Uh, polygamy. Polygamy. That was great. Who was that? Who? Who? Who's? Who's unsatisfied? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Is that? So, I mean. For for a guy that is surrounded by women, I feel like I, I get it. <laughs> Sweetie, I guess. <laughs> that is, I mean, do you are you financially capable of locking down that many young women? I don't, I don't think. I mean, the divorces alone will cost more than your hair. That you can only sell it to make so many wigs, man. Cool. I am married to one woman, and I will tell you right now that I am not enough husband for her. <laughs> she needs four husbands minimum <laughs> and i think she deserves it you know she's put in a lot of good work with me it's it's not fair to limit her like that i think that um uh it's it's normally you know the problem with polygamy is is normally the guys that do it are creepy like cult dudes it's never it's never like just your buddy it's, it's never <laughs> So they're like, ah, oh, Dave married another lady. What's that, like six now? Good for him. It's never that guy. It's always like, ah, oh, did you hear? There's another one on the compound. Ah, fuck. <laughs> it's, 
and that's just bad PR. There's nothing wrong with sharing your love with a bunch of people. I mean, I've got a bunch of people in my family. I love all of them. I don't have sex with any of them, but that's my choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, that's love is, is, is not a, a finite concept. And so why would you have to limit yourself to loving one person? I mean, if it's down to the government, you know, we will just vote them out. And if anyone is capable of doing that, it's polygamous marriages because there's so many people involved. They're single issue voters and there's fucking tons of them in one house. So I think they can, they, they're an untapped group uh, uh, electorally speaking. Can you guys think of any reasons why we shouldn't legalize polygamy? Penguins. Okay, wow, you got real close. Uh, <laughs> um, penguins, I mean, penguins are... I guess monogamous, but it's not like the government's involved. That's their choice. I'm not saying you have to marry a bunch but of people. That's the, that's the point, Chris. Is pink is okay? What other the part of your life isn't involved, man? What what other point of your life do you want to mirror after penguins? Is tampon it the way taxes? <laughs> tampon taxes. Yeah. How does pe how do penguins factor into that? I'd like to know. It's it's all like, have you not looked into QAnon yet? Okay, we're going to mute that one. Um, <laughs> no, I think this, this whole penguins are monogamous thing is bullshit because who penguins are birds that can't fly. Why would you take any advice from them? Everything about their life is wrong. If anything, the fact that they're monogamous is the best argument against it. What do you got wings for? It's like men's nipples. Get out of here, penguins. I'm not interested. <laughs> Men's nipples. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. There was something from from Paige's room there. What was that about nipples? Men's nipples are amazing. All right, you just like attaching batteries to them. That's a different. <laughs> that's not. That doesn't make them useful per se. That's just you know you found a use. That's a different thing. You're like the Native Americans. You don't let a single piece go to waste. And I salute your ingenuity. Um, anyone got any other uh, anti-polygamy stuff? Yes, half the game is you guys, so feel free to play along. I know you feel alone, but you're not. You're together. We're all here together. Right now, right now, Chris is winning because he's got like 11 arguments versus the word penguin. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll call that Pierre. I, I think I know what you're gonna say, but I just like to hear it so much. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. Uh, you got it, Chris. You're the winner there. Hot tip for the audience. Treat me during these arguments like an alien. I've got no pre-knowledge of any arguments for or against anything. I only judge based on what I hear on this Zoom. So if I hear 11 good arguments versus the word penguins, well, you know, Chris is going to win, despite uh, <laughs> my affection for those Morgan Freeman voice little guys. That's a trick that they played on us. It was sneaky for them to use that guy. You can't well, help but love anything. Hi, I'm Morgan Freeman. Okay, so we're going to go on to the next one. What's another uh, shouldn't be a crime? What do you got, guys? Piracy. Piracy? Uh, yeah. who, who is that? Hi, that, I'm Sim. Oh, Simi, hey, what's going on? Is that what now when, when you say piracy, do you mean like, like audio, like Napster piracy, or do you mean like Somalia piracy? Well, like, like I, I am the captain now piracy. Well, I live in South Africa, so we don't get like the great shows that you like people may get on HBO, or, like Amazon, or like even on Netflix is different. So we have to, like, if I want to watch The Office, the US version, I have to download that stuff, hmm. which makes me feel bad because I know that um, they've made their money off it. So I think they should allow it, at least for African countries, for us to download stuff and they shouldn't be upset. Not everybody can watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe here. 
See, um, I, I think I think that saying that because it's Africa, that's just playing into the international paternalism of Africa. You guys, <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop treating you like you're lesser. We need to give you the but respect. Give us more. Give us more. <laughs> <laughs> that's what NGOs are for, man. Set up a piracy NGO. <laughs> Get Amnesty International to do like a South Africa only streaming network. Uh, we have those. They're just not really good. Hey, listen, as a, as a Canadian, I totally sympathize because our television is terrible. And I grew up hoping to get better, not just better things, but even things that were in American television. Like I wanted to eat at a White Castle so bad, <laughs> so bad as a youth. And then I tried it and I was like, fuck you for lying to me, Harold. And you, Kumar. This is bullshit. <laughs> just because something small doesn't make it tasty. I think I no, see here's. Here's the problem is that what you should be doing is supporting South African content because then they'll start to make better things. Because when people know that no one's watching, they make garbage. No, we do have good things. Okay. It's just, even with our good things, we like to download them for free. That's that's our culture. <laughs> so you're just thieves. That's all. Africa. Have you experienced a 419 scam? I know. Oh, is that is that a no? What's a four one nine scam? I want to get in on that. I need. That's I need like some. I'm doing that, shows on Zoom, man. I'm not floating in cash here. That's when like a Nigerian guy says that a family member of yours has died. Oh wow! And, and you and you're for, entitled to one billion US dollars. For some reason, they contacted this Nigerian man before any of my family members. That seems like a pretty easy one not to fall member. for. <laughs> No, I, I don't think uh, I don't think we like to steal is a good enough reason <laughs> to steal. That's the reason most people steal. Some people do it because they really need it. But when I used to steal, it was for the love. I know that was, I stole for the passion of the crime, for the exhilaration of getting away with it. And then once I got caught, because I did get caught once, um, talking my way out of being busted. That's where that's where like crime is like at its best. And by the way, if you legalize it. It's not piracy anymore. It's just free streaming. Yes. And so it's just what you need to do is call Netflix and be like, step your fucking game up. This is, <laughs> you don't need, you don't need the pirate bay on this. They just need to be better at their job. That's your problem is that the people that run South African Netflix just have no taste. They just don't know what anybody fucking wants to watch. And so really what you need is a letter writing campaign. You don't need to make a whole set of crimes legal. I think it removes corruption though. I think it's easy. I, think, I mean, like, I live in South Africa where... Yeah, famously non-corrupt South Africa. Yeah, famously <laughs> non-corrupt. That has a, we, we, in our country, we have, like, a state of capture inquiry where, like, a couple of dudes with Indian heritage, like, captured our nation's government. So, I mean, like, legalize that. <laughs> legalize that. Okay, hold on. I feel like we got into much deeper waters all of a sudden. <laughs> but I'm saying that it'd rather, make the, it'd rather make the criminal activity less of the crime so it, it kind of doesn't hurt as much. So like I want piracy because I want to see the shows. So don't make it illegal. Like I don't get an email notification saying that I'm being watched on my server. I'd rather just be like, yo, I'm from Africa, allow me. Okay. So so you what you want is the leave semi alone law. <laughs> Back off everybody. I would I, why can I do it? Because I fucking wanna do it. That's not enough. I mean, there's something to the argument of they're committing crimes, so why can't I commit crimes? But I feel like the crimes that they're committing are against you and the crimes that you want to commit aren't against them. So those should have to be reciprocal crimes. 
is yeah, you you shouldn't be able to steal from like Marvel. It's not like Marvel's stealing money from the South African government. You should have to steal from whoever the prime minister, or is it president or prime minister of South Africa? We have a president. You have a president. So whoever the president of South Africa is, you should be able to like hack into his computer accounts and buy a bunch of books on Amazon kind of shit. I don't think that uh, it's, it's, it's not tit for tat. You're just passing the stealing on and that's, that's unjust. I think I realized what I should do is just download a VPN and then change my Netflix to something else, to another part of the world. Yeah, dude, do you not do that? I've got a VPN on right now. Technically, I'm broadcasting from Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> then lock in details there, please. <laughs> uh, anyone else got any pro-piracy arguments? Yeah, was... I do. Okay, Jordan, what do you got? Okay, so like, yeah, we're, we're just talking about music and movies, but what about people, you know, there's a lot of talented people out there who have to work shitty minimum wage jobs and um, maybe they have a vision. Maybe they uh, want to make movies and they need the software in order to do the editing. But are you saying that those people should have to like work more hours just so they can uh, buy like thousand dollar movie software when, you know, previous generations, those people would uh, be able to afford to go to film school? Well, that that used to be the case, but recently everything you need is for free. I found a, a version of Photoshop that's so old and still works so well that literally Adobe's giving it away. I didn't even have to steal it. They just went, you're poor, take it, fuck off. There's a, uh, there's, if you want to do video editing, there's a program called DaVinci Resolve, which does all the things that you need a video editor to do. Uh, and then if you want to pay extra, you can do like 3D modeling, but I don't think anyone learning is going to be involved in that. Uh, they also have a great audio editor. So literally everything that you need is available. And so you don't have to steal it. I think that if if it was behind those paywalls, then yeah. But they've literally made free versions. But available, have, so. haven't you heard the expression, it's free for a reason? Yeah, but that used to be the case. But now I think because the internet is just full of like wonderful people who upload YouTube videos on how to get a stain out of a white shirt. And there's no one's paying them to do that. That's out of the good of their heart. They have they have a skill and they want to share. The internet is is publicized garbage and secretly hearts of gold. <laughs> and so that's that's where this stuff is coming from it's i'm i use um da vinci myself and it's been fantastic it was actually recommended by the mods who were doing this this show all right when the coronavirus thing first started up there were certain articles that were behind paywalls that contained really important information for not dying mm, but they most publications immediately changed that when they saw the error of their ways and uh started putting it out like i subscribe to the washington post because i'm a I'm, a, I'm much more cultured than my background curtains would suggest. And, uh, and they immediately took all the COVID stuff from behind a paywall because they thought it was for the public good. And so I would argue that if anything, the paywall seems to be making people more aware of their conscience and when it is important to do something for the public good as opposed to for profit. So maybe they learned more because you couldn't steal it. But ah. isn't it easier just to screenshot it and share it with your, share it with your friends on whatever social media platform you have. That's uh, piracy you could win. Uh, I tried that, actually. I did try to do that, and they have uh, security measures that do not allow it. Uh, way to go, Washington Post. I'm not <laughs> sure who developed your app, but it is unscreenshotable. Well played. In uh, Cindy's case, uh, geolocking is um, fundamentally unfair, and piracy is the only way to address that unfairness. I would say that unfairness breeds greatness, and so uh, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why uh, uh, with every rich family, every generation, they progressively get worse. Is that who you want to be? You want to be some shitty trust fund kid, but also poor? 
that's no way to be <laughs> is you need, you need these things to overcome and find the greatness within you. So, you know, you're welcome. All right. We're going to call that one there. Pierre, what do you say? Well, you made a lot of good arguments, Chris, but then two things happened. One, you admitted to trying to do some sweet piracy yourself, right? There with the old Washington Post. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, the oldest <laughs> trick in the book. Let the man talk and he'll incriminate himself. <laughs> also, uh, I'm biased because Simi is a, a, a fellow South African and uh, I don't live there anymore, but I know that he suffers every day with MNET and SABC and all of My the other... Team. Terrible. I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> All the other terrible, terrible television channels. Oh, that, I think uh, you should have recused yourself from this one. That's not fair. I should have recused myself, but I am the law. <laughs> and uh, like, a, like a true South African, I will show a degree of nationalist bias in my dealings. And uh, I don't like the idea of the, the saps coming around and giving Simi some scope and donor. There we go. Trying to watch the office. So wow, that was that was a real favorite. inside joke. That was yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna rule in Simi's favor just to keep him alive. Oh my god! All right, fine. Round of applause, you guys. You won. Well played. I'm outraged. That is absurd. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're gonna move on to the speed round now. The way the speed round works is we put two minutes on the clock. Uh, can we get that clock up on the screen, please? And one of you is gonna go head to head with me. Pierre, have you got the random words there? I do, yes. Good man. Does anyone volunteer to be a part of the lightning round? Speed round, we go head to head, bang, bang, bang. It's very fun. I'll do it. Who's that? Jason. Jason, good man. Okay, uh, Jason, do you want to be for or against whatever Pierre is about to say? Oh, God. Um, there are traps on both sides. Uh, uh, against. Against. Classic British person. <laughs> you can pretty much guess, based on a person's uh, country of origin, how... They are going to go on that one. Canadians, always four. Always four. We're positive people. You got to be to live through those winters. All right. So we're ready with the clock. Pierre, are you ready? Yep. Jason, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Start it. The Pierre. human skeleton. Human skeleton. Jason, what do you got? Uh, it's it's uh, weird to have one with me all the time. I'd like to have the option to not sometimes. Uh, I like it because it's like a shadow that I don't have to look at all the time. That's good companionship. Next. Yep. Do we pick a next thing or is it? Oh, he, he um, picks the next one. Nice. Okay. Criticism. Hmm. Oh, um, I've never done anything wrong. Okay. I love criticism so much that I'm going to criticize it right now. Fuck criticism. That's how good it is. Uh, Pierre, go. Okay. <laughs> Torture. Torture. Oh, God. Um, oh, wait. No, against. Great. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, crea <laughs> uh, it creates unreliable uh, data. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, do you want it right or do you want it done? I just want a goddamn answer so I can go home to my wife and kids. <laughs> Next. Portraits. 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 Against portraits. Um, we have cameras now and we no longer need to uh, send images uh, of uh, inaccurate images of people to monarchs in the same way as we used to. Uh, I would argue that what you're arguing against is old school police sketches. Uh, what I love about a portrait is that it can make anything look regal. And when this show finally blows up and I make my millions, I am going to have a portrait of me sitting with this background, but also on a toilet because you can't see what's under the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Time for one more. What do you got, Pierre? Uncles. Uncles. Oh, this um, is a slam dunk. Come on, George, Jason. <laughs> oh, no, it's, oh, oh God, I, I don't have any uncles. Uh, okay. Um, uh, uh, 
uh, statistically more likely to be the worst part of your family and the one that you go to a therapist about. How about that? Uh, 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 breeds greatness. Damn it. Zero. <laughs> Fuck. This, look what your stammering did, Jason. <laughs> I just had to yell breeds greatness about uncles. <laughs> All right. Well done. Pierre, what was the, what's the score now after that? It was 1-1 going in. It was 1-1 going in, and the score after that is 3-2 to Chris. No, sorry, 4-3. Um, I'm doing bad maths. It's 4-3 okay. to Mr. Chris Betts. Yes. If I go through, I liked your idea about the skeleton being your friend. Thank you. It's Halloween. Or spooky it will be time. Yeah, yeah. It's, spooky, it's spook o'clock, <laughs> after all. Criticism, that was you, Jason. I admired your gumption in claiming to have never done anything wrong. Mm. Um, I think that's fair enough. Uh, what was the next one? Torture. I like the folksiness of Chris's defense of torture, that he had a wife and kids, which is true of many of the worst uh, war criminals in history. Mm. Um, They're so secretly they're, family men. That's right. They yeah. are. <laughs> and then uh, what was the fucking next one? Portraits. Um, I give that to Chris because, Jason, you seem to think I meant paintings, but a photo can also be a portrait. Uh impartial uh over a partial argument i'm afraid and the last one went to jason because he said something and chris kind of didn't yeah totally fair but i'm well, i'm well, gonna three. blame the clock on that one i sure. i think i really could have defended uncles being one myself and not having seen my nieces in about 10 years yeah. uh so let's see here so now we're going to go into the second round uh the way the second round works is we carry over the topic that you didn't choose which is of course get out of here or we can do my personal favorite which is regrets uh, the way regrets works is you tell me something that you regret about your life, and I tell you why it's the best thing you've ever done. Or you tell me something you're proud of, and I tell you why you're a piece of shit for thinking that. So uh, I know where my vote goes, uh, but it's up to you guys. So guys, on three, give me a cheer for get out of here. One, two, three. Woo! One guy. All right. Give me a cheer for regrets. One, two, three. Yeah. Done. It's, it's nearly unanimous. I even think uh, the guy that cheered for Get Out of Here cheered for Regrets. I think he just felt like bad for it, like it was lonely. Uh, <laughs> it's just a concept, guys. Uh, so uh, we're going to go with Regrets. We're going to start right now. Hit me with your Regrets. What do you got? Losing my virginity. Oh, nice. Starting strong. This is a big one. Uh, who's, who said that? Uh, me. Where are we? Oh, cool. What's going on? Oh, shit. This is my friend. <laughs> oh man so how okay i i'm not sure i know how you lost your virginity regretfully okay <laughs> i mean it sounds like it let's fix that right now um rj what what happened walk us through this terrible day uh i was extremely hungover i was 18 years old that's uh, pretty old i did uh, it was pretty old i did not care for the female and i did it to spite a different female Oh, wow. Wow. And you you rage lost your virginity. Bed. And in my sister's bed. And in your sister's bed. Correct. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus, you monster. Yeah. Look yeah. at you. <laughs> so it was like eight o'clock in the morning, extremely hungover in my sister's bed. Uh, that's when I decided this is the time. This, this is it. This, this is it. The moment struck me. Wow. Did, it, it is a regret. Did you did you know did you know the girl like well or was she sort of a, a someone that yes. you just ended up in bed with? Yes, and you know her too. Beep. So I just cut a couple seconds out of this because well he doesn't say her name, 
uh, and he does try to keep it pretty vague. It felt like it might be a little too specific, so I just decided to cut out her description. So now we'll go back to the show. Beep. Here's now what what part like what why do you regret that? Is it because that you wanted it to be a special thing? Is it do you feel like you sullied your sister's bed? Uh, do you feel like you did wrong by the woman? I know I'm giving you a bunch of valid reasons to regret this. I mean, I, but think, I, just... think, it's, I think it's the perfect storm of all of those. All those yeah. things. Okay. It was, it was not the correct female. It was not the correct reason. It was not the correct state of mind after drinking all night. Mm-hmm. It was uh, in my sister's bed. And uh, yeah, I think, I think I ticked off every box of why I shouldn't have done it and still okay. did it. Okay, here's why you fucking nailed it. <laughs> Okay. You crushed this. You absolutely crushed this. So here's, here's what you did, right? You got rid of your virginity. Check. Virginity is way overplayed. It's, it's, it's like red cups at college parties. It's a thing that only exists in American movies. It doesn't matter. It's, we've been told that it matters and it's significant somehow. doesn't matter at all. Uh, next. So it's good that you just got it out of the way and you didn't put too much pressure on it. A lot of people, their sex life is ruined because they had their like, uh, and then when, it, when they expected it to be perfect, and it wasn't perfect, like there were candles and they weren't in their sister's bed. You know, all the things that we all look for when we lose our virginity. <laughs> that, um, and then it wasn't perfect for some reason. Then that sort of sours them on sex. Whereas you started at the bottom. And like Drake said, started at the bottom. Now you're here. <laughs> is, I think that the best thing for a sex life is to start off as bad as possible. Just make it terrible. Really be like, what was I thinking? And then no matter what happens the next time, you're having a good time. And that sets you on the path to enjoying sex for the rest of your life. What's even worse is if sex is great the first time, inexplicably, and then you're always trying to chase that dragon. And then you can never enjoy sex anyway. So I think really what you've done is by having one bad day, You've set yourself up for a life of joy. Huh, okay. I mean, you think that would be the case, but uh, I continued to have terrible sex after that for a while. So. Yeah, but that's because you were 18. That's right. That's, that's it. I remember uh, I was, well, how old was I? I was 20, I think I was 21. And at one point, a girl that I'd, I'd been sleeping with for a few months interjected and she was like, right, we have to address this. And she taught me how to have sex because I was so bad at it. And she'd just been putting up with it for ages. So... <laughs> Uh, she, I think, uh, uh, I don't, I don't think you're alone in that. Everyone under the age of 25, and from what I've heard from women, most men over the age of 25 have no idea how to have good sex. So if you got there in the end, I think that's good. No, I think, um, I think you're fine. Also, I've got, I've got a brother who I love very much, but from my understanding, a lot of siblings don't get along, and so I feel like you having sex in your sister's bed is just one more step in an ongoing war. True. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't think you have to regret that at all. That's just, you know, cause and effect. That's back and forth. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah, I like it. All right. I mean, he looks healed to me. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about it. But uh, Pierre, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think that worked. I think you've turned uh, the regret into, if not an achievement, then something that isn't a regret. I like the idea of starting as badly as possible and moving up from there. That's definitely, that's good stats, good statistics. Um, and I saw that RJ has got a sweet looking family as well, which he wouldn't have got. He does. Reality if he hadn't have done that True. in his sister's bed. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, yeah. I admire someone losing their virginity out of spite. Oh, it's well, pretty impressive. 
It's bold. Uh, it's like something from the medieval times. I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have cured RJ. And you guys probably thought that was impossible going in as he put layer on layer on that story. And I knocked it out of the park. So guys, unburden yourselves. What do you got? All right. I didn't go see my grandmother uh, before she died. And I had like two months to do it. Okay. Now, this grandmother of yours. Sweet, <laughs> sweetest, sweetest woman I ever knew in our family. Sweetest woman you knew? In our family, yeah. She was like heart oh, of gold. Well, then she would have forgiven you. You're fine. She, okay. if, she's, if she's that sweet, she doesn't care. She gets it. She's an understanding lady. It's tough to see. If we learned anything from the start of Guardians of the Galaxy, it's really hard to see someone you love die. And sometimes you run out of the hospital and you're abducted by aliens, and that's just how it happens. Was there, was there a, a good reason at any point, or was it just you couldn't face it? Yeah, I, I didn't want to see other members of my family. Okay, so you're avoiding other garbage people. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And were but, they but, like, were they there the still, whole time? No, no, they weren't. But, okay. but I still feel like uh, her, her goodness should have outweighed the garbage people. I mean, you say that, but also, you know, there's something to be said for your final memory of somebody. I feel like evil Knievel's, you know, families like to remember him pre-jump or even mid-jump, but not necessarily post-jump. You know, it's the, uh, the convalescing isn't how they would want to be remembered. I'm sure, I mean, you, you told, you made it clear to your grandma that you loved her during the, uh, during her life, right? I did, but like in the, in the months leading up to her dying, I, I kind of kept vaguely saying I was going to come out and see her soon. Uh, so, you know what? That gave her the hope to keep living. I think that that, you gave her an extra two weeks. You, that's a gift. That's, that's a really kind thing that you've done for her. Again, a deathbed visit is such a... <laughs> it's such a fucking bummer i don't I mean i mean like in in the last in the last couple of weeks too because she she lived alone in a um facility and uh like i feel like she was in a kind of bad place because there it, it turned out like weeks later uh after her death that there was somebody who worked in the facility that was fired for um like going around at night and knocking on the doors of these elderly people and like fucking with their heads so like she was like in a pretty uh Kind of lonely confused place so I, I kind of feel like if i had gone uh it might have been a better place for her to be in you know in the last i don't know i think that i think you're putting a lot on yourself there because it sounds like other people were there it's not like she was alone other people were visiting her and spending time with her so i've like you don't have to have this superman complex of like if only i'd been there my old grandma who's clearly not well because she's in a facility would have been fine i don't th i don't think it's fair to put that on yourself i mean one thing you could do is avenge your grandma and find this guy and knock on his fucking door, throw rocks at his window. It's how good are you at spooky ghost sounds? You could really ruin his day with just a couple like, Ooh, it's Martha. I just assumed there was a Martha in the home that died at some point. <laughs> and then, uh, just knock on my door, will you? And then, you know, get him back, play his own game. It's, uh, it's, always, it's always rough not to do that, but it sounds, I mean, family dynamics are such a pain in the ass that I can't, I can't tell you how to manage that, but if your grandma knew that she loved you and she was surrounded by other people, then, you know, you did what you could. And that way, I mean, would there have been a fight if you'd shown up with these other, these toxic family members, if you'd shown up in, uh, at grandma's place? No, I think it would have just been really annoying for my grandma, so. Oh, shit. Well, then you saved her. <laughs> That's great. That's the last thing you okay. want to do is show up and have your grandma be like, oh, great. <laughs> this, this guy, now it's about to start. That, that actually helped. Thank you. Hey. 
that's why I'm here, man. Not at all. That's that's what I love about this round. Is uh, it's part of the fun of this show is sometimes it's it's very fun and silly, and sometimes it's very serious and interesting, and sometimes it's just kind of nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if I helped, then I'm I'm happy to do it. But I'm also uh, competitive, and so I'm taking the point, um, regardless of what <laughs> Pierre has to say. Uh, so, um, we got time for one more regret. What do you guys got? Not being born a man. Not being born a man. I got to admit, it's pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've got no complaints. It's been so good the whole time. Mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed myself. At no point have I been like, ah, I regret this. It's always been like, fucking yes. Um, it's I just I back a winner. I'm a Michael Jordan fan, you know. <laughs> just like I just like winners. What um why why do you wish you'd been born a man? Uh as opposed to I'm guessing you don't identify as a man then. You 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 were born a woman, you identify as a woman, and so you're staying a woman. No, it's more it's more of a protest. I actually quite like a lot about what it entails to be intellectually a woman, but I fucking need everything that it means to be physically a man. I don't need your brains, I just want your bodies. <laughs> she wants to be standing us That's do you know do you know how many men have like prayed for a woman to say that to them? I don't want your brains, I just want your body. Uh, <laughs> I would um have you heard of the she we <laughs> it is the most brilliant invent yes he's cutting it short like I want to fuck every hole like I want to be able to stick myself into something because that is asserting dominance max <laughs> I can't do that oh wow okay so, so a she we could help you with that situation technically she needs a strap on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a strap on is much better equipped to do that than a shiwi. I'm, I'm more stick just a funnel about, in like, somebody. I just want to pee like a man. Okay. Not be like a man, pee yeah. like a man. Fair enough. So you know I, I mean, I want to stand up. Yeah. Right now. Oh and my <laughs> stick my shiwi in there. Ah, it's Jeffrey Tubin. Uh, <laughs> topical. Um, so mean, with that the, is a power that you guys have. I would say that the peeing thing, you you solved it yourself with the shiwi thing, you, and that's just the first draft. Yeah. That's only going to get better. But yeah. as for like, to as for point, that is the uh, female intelligence. Well, um, I, God, I hope it was invented by a man. Now that would make me laugh so hard. But I would say, um, so down to the sex thing, though the. First of all, sex doesn't have to be a dominant thing. I mean, if that's the sex that you're into, then I, I get it. Um, but I feel like, you know what's more dominant than a penis is a big rubber fist. You know, the full arm ones? You know, I feel like I if, mean, if, so that's what, if that's what you want to do to somebody, then there is no better way. You slap them around with it first, and then you just go whole hog. You get in there, you fist bump their tummy. <laughs> like little baby hole yeah i think i i feel like that's if dominance is what you're in it for i can't i can't think of a more dominating way to have sex with somebody right you just you what disagree about destroying them psychologically no she, well she's she said specifically it's the physical things that she wants oh, um okay, okay, okay so what um all right uh, i was taking care of my cat oh, okay. there's also opportunity like there are you know I guess career opportunities that 
I know I'm never going to get because my confidence is perceived as arrogance. So have you have you tried showing up to these uh, interviews with a big rubber fist? Because <laughs> nothing projects confidence like just showing up, slamming one of those down on the table and being like, your move. This is a very good point. I think uh, so. I can't I can't quite hear you You're a bit too far away from the mic. What was that? I, I sometimes kind of do like I, I my sense of humor isn't very feminine. So but but it because I'm a woman, it's not funny. And they're just like, oh, you just crass. So. Oh, I think you're just hanging out with uh, fuckboys. I think that's the problem. <laughs> you got shit dudes. <laughs> you got because I love that shit. My wife is way crasser than I am. She says some <laughs> fucked up things, and, and like, and I oh, love yeah. it. Lisa, I love it. You know, Chris, you know Brian and I. You know Brian, and you know I say some crazy stuff about like the up the butt stuff that he just does not like. It's okay. It's okay. And it doesn't just stop at saying it's a real problem, but uh, but yeah, no, I think uh, I think that that is more about who you're surrounding yourself with, and if anything, what that's given you is like a nice way to detect pieces of shit in your life, and so you have a quick way Literally. of like you you make one of the jokes, and when they go ew you're a lady you can be like ah cool get the fuck out of my life that's a simple i gotta because i'm a guy so people just like laugh and treat me with respect mm -hmm. and give me jobs and things <laughs> it takes me ages to figure out when someone's a jerk you know it's so it's so arduous so i'm surrounded by garbage people and i don't even know it until it's yeah. too late whereas you knock them right out and you can build a solid foundation i think that really you've been given a gift all right i think uh, we'll, we'll call that argument there pierre what are you saying well, I mean, uh, aside from the fact that technically you gave the point away almost immediately, um, you made some good points about the advantages of being an underdog, but uh, because you gave the point away immediately and because I find it genuinely really funny to encounter sincere penis envy in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> like a Freudian early 20th yeah. century textbook come to life. Uh, for that, for that rare pleasure alone, I will award the point to the audience. <laughs> Fair enough. For the sheer exotic pleasure of someone really <laughs> wishing they had a dick and ball. <laughs> really, really great. All so right, it's well, uh, six, six to Chris, four to the audience. All right. Now that is the end of the regrets round. Uh, so we're going to go on to the next speed round. It's speed round number two. You guys saw how well Jason did last time. So who wants to play this time? Who's got it? All right, um, I'll do it. Uh, do you want to be for or against whatever he's about to say? All of them across the board. Uh, let's go for. See, I told you, Canadians, every time. <laughs> you guys, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to be for everything. I'm going to be against everything. So Pierre's going to read something out. You give a quick for argument. I'll give a quick against. We move on to the next one. We do as many as we can in two minutes. Got it? Okay. All right, cool. Pierre, let's go. The human jaw. Uh, great for chewing, uh, singing. <laughs> And uh, fuck, yeah. Jaws are uh, bullshit. It's the face version of being tall. If you've got a good jawline, you get all the benefits in life. Fuck Jaws. Next. Uh, bathrooms. Um, fantastic for shitting. Um, arrogant. Uh, I, think, I think that we should just be shitting out in the woods. I think that it's arrogant to think that we need to hide it from, uh, from the rest of the animal world. Margins on paper. Oh. Okay. Uh, perfect space to doodle. Uh, encourages doodling. Uh, work harder. You're, you're being paid to clean, not to lean. 
<laughs> sneakers or trainers? Uh, comfortable. Uh, comfort breeds weakness. Uh, we should all be walking around in those hard Japanese wooden shoes. <laughs> uh, sulfur. Starts fires well. Uh, you can smell the devil coming. What's the point of being the devil if you can't sneak up on people? <laughs> yes. uh, physical labor. Builds character and strength. Strength is bullshit. Comfort is everything. Uh, be, be an artist. <laughs> uh, okay. And finally. Uh, oh, time's up. That's two minutes. Round of applause for RJ, everybody. Yay! That was great work, man. Good job. Okay, Pierre, at the end of the speed round, what is the score? At the end of the speed round, it is 9-7. Uh, 9-7 to, seven to me. Nice one. Oh, RJ, RJ caught up a little bit then, eh? Did it. Yeah. Yeah, nice yep, work. Yep. I mean, I, I, thought, uh, I, I thought I nailed all those. I'm not sure what I could have lost. Well, you know, uh, RJ was right. Jaws are very good for chewing. Um, <laughs> and as someone else with it... As someone else with a weak jaw, Chris, I had a lot of sympathy for your argument, but I couldn't help but notice you made it using your jaw. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually have a strong jawline, and um, I don't think it's fair the advantage it's given me over people, hence why I hide it. Well, yeah. you know, hum humility is no defense in the eyes of the law. <laughs> <laughs> um, and RJ was right, bathrooms are fantastic for shitting. Um, <laughs> Sometimes the simplest argument is the best argument. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. So uh, we are now going to go on to the judge's choice round. The way the judge's choice round works is Pierre has chosen a topic. I have no idea what it is. He hasn't told me. You guys don't know what it is. So before he tells us, I'm going to let you guys decide whether you as a group want to be for or against whatever he's about to say. So uh, as a cheer, as always, uh, give me a cheer for four on three. One, two, three. Yay! And give me a cheer for against. One, two, three. Yeah. Oh, you were so close to being a team. You were right there. <laughs> All right. The yeas have it. So you're going to be four. Uh, uh, Pierre, what am I arguing against? Uh, you are arguing against uh, uh, unnecessary surgeries. Okay. Fair enough. I'm just going to, um, because it's the judges round, I'm going to start drinking Sazerac Rye. Sazerac Rye, the official rye of Chris Betts versus the audience. They don't sponsor me yet, but here's hoping. Uh, <laughs> Sazerac Rye, the rye of justice. Yes, yes. Here's to keeping your organs. So I'm arguing against unnecessary surgeries. Okay. Um, guys, it's in the name. It's... <laughs> I'll, I'll clarify. I mean, what are you doing? Medically unnecessary surgeries. That's, yeah, I feel like those are the same thing. <laughs> like, if anything, medically unnecessary is an even better reason. If doctors were like, please, please don't, then maybe don't. I, I don't think, uh, I, I, I don't, I, I can't see a plus to this. It's if you need a surgery and you're not Jehovah's Witness, fair enough, go get it. But, you know, if you don't need it, then why on earth would you? There are cheaper ways to be unconscious and wake up in a physically different state. There's, there's taking acid and running naked through the woods. You wake up, you got a bunch of scratches, your body's different, your mind's different, you're better. But this surgery business, you're wasting the doctor's time, you're wasting your time, you're wasting whoever has to pick you up from the hospital to drive you home's time. 
I don't see any plus to this. You can be your dream. Like there's a guy that wanted to be a cat and now he's a cat. Like he has like fillings and like whiskers and stuff. Yeah, but does he seem does he seem happy? Or does he just seem like he's a cat now and now he has to put whatever weird energy was going into that into something else? <laughs> he was happier. 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 Okay, it doesn't sound like he's much happier though. You guys were really leaning on the er part of that. (laughs) (laughs) If turning yourself into a cat only results in incremental happiness, then just see a therapist. Fucking sort yourself out, man. (laughs) He's ecstatic. He's got tattoos, (laughs) whiskers, he's got implants. Yeah, those. none of that sounds like the actions of a happy person. I feel like (laughs) he is really avoiding a base problem by becoming a cat. And honestly, I bet the reason he wants to become a cat is because cats don't seem like they deal with their problems either. They're they're very aloof. They just sort of walk through life. They don't give a shit. Dogs, they think about it. They sit with their sadness. But cats, (laughs) cats just move to a different house. And the other people are like, I guess you live here now. Great, cool, welcome. That's that's no way to live. if you're going to go and get surgery, you're going to read some reviews and what more convincing review than a, a range of people who've been treated by that person. And a, for example, a series of people who look like a Easter Island statue made out of beige wax. Is that, is that supposed to be me? I'm not sure. Was that a burn? No, no. <laughs> no, I just mean that if, if, you're, if you're looking for a, a, a surgeon, you look at people who they've been treated by, and if, there's some, if there are some disasters, then, or, you know, then you're not going to go with them, and if there are some positive ones, then you are going to go with them. So the, the whole surgery. But why did, why did anyone go with them in the first place? That's a, is don't... Okay, yeah, so what you're saying is like, as they do the plastic surgery, they get better at it kind of thing. Is that what you're saying? And uh, so... No, no I'm, I'm saying the more surgery that gets done, the more hmm. reviews there are in it, it, physical reviews. Yeah, but you don't need a review for a thing that you shouldn't be using. Like I don't, I don't read a lot of, I don't read a lot of reviews for poo forks. This is a fork; it's just made for eating poo. I don't need to read that review. I don't care how many people have used it. It's a very niche uh, necessity. I don't think I don't know why I went with poo fork. I think I'm getting tired. Uh, but I think um, look at Pierre just nodding. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's you don't need reviews for things that you wouldn't use otherwise. That's why like glory holes don't have reviews. <laughs> you either use them or you don't what possible case would you need because if you're going to go for a surgery that's a huge change to your body that's a big big deal and so if you don't need it what the hell are you doing just get a piercing what about breast enhancement uh but you know what those are often medically needed uh because a woman's back doesn't hurt enough <laughs> or maybe there's uh, because there's some places where you can only get a job if you've had boob job um and a big part of having good health is having a solid income and so really you could say that it's medically necessary for her to keep her good health to get these boobs so she could get the job what about transgender people i would say necessary is it I think people try to make it seem like it's not medically necessary because they're anti-trans. I think it absolutely is medically necessary because mental health is physical health. What about being a cat? What about being a cat? Yeah. No way. I'll, I'll go transsexual. <laughs> I'm not going trans species. I'm just not there yet. I'm trying to be as open-minded as possible. I'm just not ready. <laughs> 
I'm sure I'm, I'm sure in 20 years someone's gonna pull up this video of me and I'm gonna look like a real regressive piece of shit but for now <laughs> I'm anti cat person I'm sorry I said it that's just how I feel what about penis implant surgery so that you can finally insert it into somebody and get that feeling of dominance Oh, and he got big screen. <laughs> that's a strong move. That's a strong move, RJ. But I would argue that that falls under the same. That's your that's your mental health. That's your uh, uh, that's making you feel more confident and stronger. You're going to get a better job. Mental health is is health. I think that then it's necessary. I'm finally going to do it. <laughs> RJ's getting two dicks, you guys, to fuck two women he doesn't respect. Uh, <laughs> hell with three dicks. <laughs> Anything else? Is mental health considered medical or psychological? Uh, well, I would say that it just because it isn't considered doesn't mean that it isn't. I would say that it's been a mass uh, a massive hole in the way that we provide healthcare to omit mental health because a lot of physical health problems can be pulled back to either uh, um, directly stemming from mental health problems or from actions that result from mental health problems. And so by treating mental health, you actually treat a lot of things that become physical health problems. So I would say that they're intertwined and therefore both count. But that's just medical problems caused by psychological issues. They're still not technically medical until they've manifested. I, but I would say that the, the mental is them manifesting. I know that that's not technically the law, but that, that's how I see medical right now is I, I think full body health is health. I think it's wrong to neglect the mind because basically we are our mind. I think, therefore I am. I uh, don't make puns, therefore I think, therefore I am. That's how that's how world works. Circumcision. Uh, yeah, get it out of here. What are you what are you doing to those babies' dicks? Get the, <laughs> leave, their, leave their baby dicks alone. I haven't been I haven't been circumcised. It pulls right back, guys. There's no dilemma. It's true. It, just, it just goes. It just goes. And if anything, you got a cool little, you know, sweater. <laughs> Canadians like our toques. <laughs> it's cold out here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to call that there, Pierre. What are you saying? By the way, guys, you were down by two. This is worth three points. So this is this is for the win. Well, uh, I'll be honest. I expected a, a lot more arguments in favor of... Uh, Enormous breasts and uh, strips of fat wrapped around people's dicks. But, uh, I was I was looking forward to more audience members arguing for more and more unnecessary surgeries. I like the cat person. Um, I've seen That's the cat right. person, and he has tattoos just like a cat would have. Uh, <laughs> so congrats to him. Or alien yeah. guy. There's an alien guy. There's an alien guy. Yeah, uh, which is good. It's bold to have surgery to look like something that we haven't found because then you're never wrong but, but you went awry with the went, went awry with the trans suggestion at least in the uk trans operations are medically necessary that's why the nhs covers them i'm afraid so that, mm -hmm. that fell right into chris's lap there Pow. and uh i always enjoy someone pointing out how weird it is to chop off the end of a baby's penis so <laughs> uh if you want to do it that's fine but i personally find that deeply <laughs> So that's so that's going to me. That's, that's a victory. Chris, I'm afraid. Pow! Suck it, idiots! Yeah. I officially <laughs> inserted surgical whisker. <laughs> I just I just want to say there was one comment that came in from YouTube, but just unfortunately it came in a little bit too late. But I think this is a, this is a good argument, um, and it says um, all surgery is unnecessary. Uh, we die in the end, uh, so all we do <laughs> is have it to make us happier. 
You know, if you get a tumor, you get rid of a tumor, you're still going to fucking die. You're just happier you don't have that tumor in you. That's a great argument that was on the table the whole time, guys. And I mean, I've already won. And that's why I'm presenting it now. I do. Uh, I, do. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of these uh, live with you, Chris. And as you know, I always respect the nihilist argument. Yeah, big fan. It's um, it's yeah. it's honestly starting to make me worry about you, Pierre. But <laughs> it's it's wonderful to be here. So, guys, that's the game. I won. Congratulations to me. Applaud me. Celebrate me in my victory. And that's it. I'm the winner. I always like to go out with me berating the audience. Uh, at the live shows, what I would do is, if I won, I made the crowd sing We Are the Champions to me. And if they won, then I had to sing it alone to all of them. It was a real bonding experience. But uh, but that's it for the show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow Pierre. He is at, at Pierre Novelli. That's N-O-V-E-L-L-I-E on uh, all the different uh, platforms. He's Twitch streaming a lot lately. Uh, also, definitely check out his podcast, Bud Pod, with Phil Wang. It is so funny. Uh, as for me, you can follow me at Mr. Chris Betts. That's M-R Chris Betts on Twitter, Instagram. If you want to play this game, the next one is going to be on November 25th. That's a Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Uh, British time, but obviously since we're streaming, you can play from anywhere in the world. It's five pounds for a ticket. And the judge is going to be the excellent Laura Lex. Laura has done the judging before uh, during the Fringe, and she was amazing. She was so funny. She got the game immediately. So I'm really looking forward to having her on. Otherwise, I'll be doing a one-on-one -on -one versus Jamali Maddox this Sunday, November 1st, and a couple others throughout the month that I'm still booking the comics for, but I'm looking forward. I've got a couple that I haven't locked down yet, but I'm really excited about. Uh, other than that, what else is there? There's Patreon. I'm still new to this, so you have to, yeah, Patreon. Uh, you can join my Patreon at, uh, it's, it's Mr. Chris Betts again, like my Twitter and Instagram handles, Mr. Chris Betts. Uh, if you go there, you'll get uh, uh, early access to podcasts. You will get exclusive content, like uh, the post-show recording that I did with Pierre after this. We talk about how the show went and just sort of how he's doing with you know, writing quarantine and, and the idea of retraining as a comedian, things like that. It was a, it was a really fun sort of half hour. So uh, you get one of those with the judge every week. Uh, and then as you go up, there are things like you can submit topics for us to argue on. Um, you get QA and a, a Q &A with me. You get, uh, we're going to do some private Patreon-only shows once I get to a certain number of patrons. Um, all that good stuff. So feel free to sign up there. I think that's all. I'm sure as soon as I release it, I'll think of something else. But this is the first episode of a podcast, so I think I'm okay with missing something out. Anyways, I've rambled too long. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week. Take care of yourselves.